0: Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to episode two of the Saga Gridiron podcast. We'll be talking a lot about free agency just today on April 5th, Sam Darnold getting traded to the Panthers, so we'll have a full-on discussion about that. We'll be talking about the Chicago Bears, and I just want to say we didn't have an episode last week due to some technical issues, so this week we decided to do it today, so thanks for your patience, and enjoy the rest of this podcast. (laughs) Welcome to episode number two. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, um, we had some audio issues with uh, the episode that we recorded a week ago. So this should technically technically be episode number three, but this is episode number two. And that's okay. I'm here joined just by Edward. Um, We're going to talk a bit about, you know, free agency and stuff like that. But first, the breaking news of the day. Today afternoon, Sam Darnold being traded to the Carolina Panthers for... A second round second round and fourth pick next year and a sixth round pick this year. Colin, do you think this is a good move for Sam Darnold?
1: Um, I think this is a great move for Sam Darnold. He gets out of a below average coaching situation. He gets to have a fresh start in Carolina where they're loaded with young talent. He's got a great receiving core, headlined by um uh by DJ Moore. So I think he has more weapons and more resources in Carolina. They also got Christian McCaffrey to pick up his slack. McCaffrey's one of the best running backs in the game. He's also a great receiving back, so he can just help Darnold get acclimated all over the field. Um, I like the coaching situation better in Carolina. I like the management situation better in Carolina. So, overall, I think it's a very good change of scenery for Darnold.
0: Uh, Yeah, I really like this move. Um, Teddy Bridgewater really wasn't going to be the quarterback there, right? I think a lot of people – for his whole career basically in the NFL, Teddy Bridgewater has been overrated. He doesn't have the amazing arm of a cannon. Um he's played decent throughout, but he just hasn't uh, shown me enough to like for me to consider him like a top 15 quarterback at most. Um I think it's crazy that one year he went to the pro bowl. He only had like 14 interceptions. He was a reserve. Uh, but it still baffles me about how he was able to get in there. Um I'd have to do more research, but like that's crazy, man. Only 14 touchdowns to make the pro bowl. Anyway, on Sam Darnold, I really think the Jets really screwed up with him. I wasn't as uh, big on the hype as he was when he came out of college. Not a lot of USC quarterbacks pan out as well in the NFL. So I was I also kind of had that in the back of my head. Same thing with Alabama QBs. You got Mac Jones. I guess I could say with Ohio State QBs in the past couple of years when you have Justin Fields. Justin Fields look good, but we'll talk about another time um Sam Darnold I think is in a good situation with really good weapons as you mentioned McCaffrey DJ Moore really good he's reunited with Robbie Anderson who was his favorite target back when he was still a New York Jet a couple of seasons ago um I think this is probably going to make or break it year for Sam Darnold I'm pretty sure the Panthers are going to ship Bridgewater meaning that he'll be the starting quarterback at number eight I don't think they'll be able to land one of the top quarterbacks in the draft you know because of the San Francisco trade mm. And, yeah, we'll just have to see uh, how time goes. He's going to be facing Brady again. He would face him twice a year um, when he was in uh, New England. Now he's going to be doing that with him in Tampa. Speaking of New England, New England had lots of free agent signings during the free agency period. Notable names, Joanna Smith, Matthew Judon, Jalen Mills, Hunter Henry, and Nelson Aguilar. The Patriots are really trying – to come back to the playoffs and look more dangerous than ever. I'm asking you Edward this, um, do you think Cam Newton's gonna succeed in year two with New England?
1: Well, I think that Newton, before his injury, he had a very specific explosiveness. His running was incredible and he was really unpredictable, more, kind of like Lamar Jackson in his first season, but more powerful overall. Um, in the second season, New England, I don't think he's going to do very well while they did, while the uh, Patriots did add Nelson Aguilar to this wide receiver uh, depth chart and they signed John Smith and Hunter Henry, I'm not sure how that's going to work out. I don't know I don't know who's going to be the leading tight end, but I do think he got some better weapons, but I just don't think he had the explosiveness he had anymore. He, his arm strength last year and basically his throwing overall was pretty much abysmal, and I don't think these signings that the Patriots made are high enough quality to boost his production as well.
0: Uh, Also, too, they're going to get a couple members of their defense back, most notably Dante Hightower, who missed, who didn't want to play last year due to COVID concerns. Um, Do you think the Patriots are going to be in the mix for a wild card spot now? Remember, there's a lot of teams that are still emerging, right? You have the Dolphins, the Browns. You know, the whole AFC North is pretty stacked. You got Dolphins, Browns. The Chargers look like they'll be uh, contenders for playoff. Uh, position next year maybe even the Broncos if Drew Locke really improves do you think this team is able to make the playoffs with such tough competition in the AFC
1: I think a few years ago they would be able to because I like the additions they've made uh, on their defensive front like Matthew Judon um, but I, I'd still take the Raiders the one of the Titans and the Colts um, the Chargers the Dolphins uh, even the Ravens or the Browns or, you know, whichever teams don't come out of the AFC North, I'd take all of those teams over the Patriots still. The Patriots offense, I'm very iffy on that. I don't know how Newton's going to perform. I'm not so high on him. And I think that um, there are a lot of younger, more talented, more explosive squads out there in the AFC.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of youth in the AFC. Um, as you mentioned, right, with Cam Newton coming back, um, there's a I would say this quarterback class is pretty decent, right? Uh for the upcoming draft. Do you think the Patriots by any chance maybe take a quarterback? Let's say maybe a Mac Jones or Trey Lance if he's available?
1: I don't think either Jones or Lance will be available by the time the Patriots pick at fifteen. Um, I think they go I like before they signed uh Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry, I would have said go Kyle Pitts if he falls, but he's rising and rising and rising on a lot of um, experts draft boards. So, honestly, I I don't really know what they do at 15 this year. Uh, if a QB falls to them, if Trey Lance or Mac Jones falls pretty far uh, on draft night, I think that they could definitely pick one of those guys up and Belichick could mold one of those guys into their QB of the future, their real Tom Brady w- replacement. Um, if they can't, then I think they go – like, uh, yeah, I think they go defense. I think they look for additions on their defensive line or maybe their secondary. Um, but it's all, it's all really up in the air right now because there are a lot of risers and fallers on draft boards. Uh,
0: on my latest mock draft, I have uh, the Patriots taking, if I'm correct, uh, Elijah Vera Tucker. Um, there's a lot of good offensive linemen here. Uh, I would see them maybe taking an offensive tackle uh Sewell and Slater and Darisal will definitely be off board. So either Jalen Mayfield or Trevin Jenkins, I think, would be good. Isaiah Wynn really hasn't panned out, only played 32 of his available 88 games. He's been playing very injury prone. So I think that's something they got to work on, too. Um, They lost Joe Tooney in free agency to the Chiefs. So I think their number one priority for their draft pick would be offensive linemen um which team do you think secretly improved the most uh from this first wave of signings um I'll start first the team that I thought uh was really good uh was the Broncos actually defensively they looked really good I thought they would probably take a corner in this year's draft right they released AJ Boyer, so I thought that was like all right they'll have a need there they re-signed uh Kareem Jackson to the other safety spot Justin Simmons is now the highest paid safety well-deserving of that. They signed Ryan, Ronald Darby as well. So I think defensively, they are probably could make a run for the best defense in the NFL next year. Offensively, though, um, I think there's still work with the quarterback situation. And I think that um, offensively, they got all the weapons they need for Drew Lock to succeed. Um, so who do you think was the best? Uh, what team secretly improved the most in free agency?
1: Honestly, I'd say the Los Angeles Chargers. Well, they did lose Hunter Henry, they bolstered their offensive line, uh, which was their most important position of need coming out of last season. They signed uh, center Corey Lindsley to a five-year, $62.5 million deal, and Matt Filer to a three-year, $21 million deal. They're really just protect- protecting Justin Herbert at all costs, um, and that's really the best thing they could do right now. He's obviously there to be the future. He's a great young quarterback who's going to climb up the top QB ranks as his career moves on. And even after losing Hunter Henry, they replaced him with Jared Cook, which is a nice underrated signing that I uh, really took note of. In the draft, they can go a plethora of different ways. They can bolster their offensive line with a prospect like Christian Derisaw if he falls to them at 13. Um, Or if a player like Kyle Pitts falls to boost their overall receiving core. um, Or maybe they want to go with uh, uh, maybe a corner or a – linebacker something to improve their defensive depth will be good but overall i see them going a lot of different ways they have a couple of positions of need but they've got a lot of different resources and i like them as a wild card threat next season
0: yeah i think the Chargers are going to surprise a lot of people though i don't know if we'll see a sophomore slump from justin herbert he he his head coach from last year got fired he's going to learn new offensive system Uh, Yes, there have been improvements on the offensive line, but we'll have to see how his performance goes uh, with the new system. Uh, Another team that uh, I should have mentioned, too, the New York Giants, right? Their offense looks stacked. Uh, Aside from the quarterback, Daniel Jones has a lot to prove next year. You have Saquon Barkley. You have Evan Ingram and Kyle Rudolph at that position. You have Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard there. That team looks good. Defensively, they were signed Leonard Williams. I thought he got overpaid. He's good, but I don't think he's worth that much. You got a good corner, too, on the other side of James Bradbury and Adoree Jackson, so that defense looks like it's going to be great next year. Kind of going off track, uh, I'm talking about the Giants. Do you think the NFC East was going to be a lot better than it was this year and how horrible it was?
1: Easily. I mean, the Cowboys were only that bad because they suffered from a lot of injuries and a lot of question marks on their defensive front. And multiple teams also had to adjust to new coaching. The, uh, the Washington football team had to adjust to Ron Rivera becoming their new coach. Um, Giants had to adjust to a new coach uh, and a new offensive coordinator in Jason Garrett. Um, and the Cowboys had to adjust to a new coach. So it's definitely hard to um, really build a report with a head coach when your best players are suffering injuries. Uh, speaking of the Cowboys um Dak Prescott going down was really really awful for Dallas because he's the cornerstone of their offense and he makes everything happen um so definitely with him back next year I think they'll do a lot better for the Giants I think their defense their defense is one of the most underrated in the NFL and they have a budding offense with some good threats I just don't think Daniel Jones is the answer at quarterback um I like the Redskins the sorry football team to win the division Next season, I, their defense is easily a top five defense in the NFL for me. They have a really great defensive line, and their uh, defensive back set is really strong and really capable. And their their offense is improving. They signed Curtis Samuel in free agency. They signed Ryan Fitzpatrick in free agency. So we'll see where they go with the quarterback situation. Um, and then, thinking about the Eagles. After trading Carson once, it looks like Jalen Hurts is gonna be the guy in uh Philadelphia. So we'll see how that works. Well, I don't out. know.
0: Philly doesn't seem too confident in him. They try to trade up to get Zach Wilson. They're basically slapping Jalen Hurts in the face every time, right? Um, I don't even know if they're even gonna get an offensive weapon at a twelve. I think they'll probably go Micah Parsons or something. Do you think Jalen Hurts is how do you think Jalen Hurts is gonna do next year? Let me ask. Because he was great at uh Oklahoma right but I don't know if he is like gonna be a good starting quarterback in the NFL um decent arm right good athleticism but I just don't see it from the last couple of games we saw from him I thought he made really like bad decisions uh during uh like a lot of pressure you know when the especially the Cowboys game they threw a lot at him and he really struggled uh in zone a lot do you think Jalen Hurts will do good or will he underwhelm a lot next year
1: well, it depends on if the, the Eagles ride with him as their starting guy. I think his skill set translates better to the college game because I feel like defenses are worse overall in college. Um, and there's a gap uh, physically. The physicality in college is a lot lower than the physicality in the NFL. Um, and not everybody, not every quarterback translates well from college game to the pro game. Hertz is very explosive. Um, but I don't think his arm is as good as a starting quarterback should have. Uh, but I like his running. And if the Eagles can surround him with a, defense, uh, a solid offensive line and a defense to help support him and uh, some resources in terms of uh, receivers and running backs, I feel like he could be pretty solid. But it all depends on whether or not they choose to address the issues that would um allow him to play his best
0: uh yeah i would say uh we'll have to see how the eagles do next year um i'm gonna talk about the Bengals real quick because i really thought they should have been more active during free agency um defensively with the additions that they had got um steven nelson um oh uh, what's the a guy's name trey hendrickson they got two. i thought those were pretty good uh wuzie from the cowboys the other corner I thought they were really good defensively. On the offense, they got uh, Riley Reef, who is a left tackle. Um, I really thought they could have helped Burrow a lot more. I don't know what is up with Cincinnati, right? I They just haven't been successful for the last five years. They've struggled to win playoff games to make the playoffs and to really establish a winning culture. I really thought they underwhelmed during free agency. I thought maybe they could have been in the running for Trent Williams, uh, the left tackle, to protect that. Uh, edge for Burrow and maybe target Jamar Chase in the draft you know one of Burrow's top targets when he won the Heisman in 2019 what team do you think was underwhelming during free agency
1: um I think one team that definitely should have been more active was the Jaguars they were active but I just don't think their signings were the best for them they signed Jamal Agnew and Rudy Ford who are both special team specialists like return specialists um which isn't really a huge position of need for uh the Jaguars Um, The signings of Dwayne Smoot and Philip Dorsett are solid, but I feel like they could have done more to prepare for Trevor Lawrence. Maybe some bolstering of the offensive line or a couple more resources on the defensive end, Um, specifically their uh, defensive line and defensive backcourt, just because um, that could really help take the slack off of Trevor Lawrence when he first comes in.
0: Um, yeah, the Jaguars had a lot of cap space too, just like the Jets. I thought the Jets did really good with the mon- amount of money they had. Corey Davis is a great uh receiver. Um, Carl Lawson was really good. The Jaguars deal, the Shaquille Griffin deal, I thought Shaquille Griffin was way overpaid. I watched the Seahawks a lot. Shaquille, Shaquille I can't say his name, Shaquille Griffin is the. He's a, he's a good corner, right? But just at times, his positioning isn't well. He gets beat a lot on the inside. And I just don't know what the Jaguars saw in him. Um, they had the rookie last year, C.J. Henderson, who didn't really play as much due to injuries. So I can kind of see why they got a number two corner and maybe a mentor for him. But that deal was kind of questionable for me. Um, what team do you think will be more active as this offseason progresses, right? We saw the Panthers today just make a move for a quarterback. What team do you think will make another move for a position like that?
1: I think the Jets should definitely be more active. I think that drafting Zach Wilson or Justin Fields, probably Zach Wilson, uh, number two would be great. I just feel like they should have done more uh, in terms of wide receivers. Juju Smith-Schuster is on the market. Allen Robinson on the market. Um, and I feel like Corey Davis isn't the best of what they could have gotten
0: yeah I totally agree Corey Davis is a decent target right I thought Juju uh would have been better over there Kenny Galladay too in the new in the New oh York market God. right he signed with the, yeah he signed with the, yeah. the Giants and um this wide receiver friend uh for agency class was pretty good I would say um the Jets I think also kind of need a bit more work on the offensive line um they got Makai back in last year, but on the interior, maybe center as well. That's what they kind of need. Um, would you see the Jets at, in, any, in any situation traded number two pick, let's say, to maybe trade down to four, maybe five? Because Atlanta really isn't... doesn't really need, a I would say, a quarterback at number four or any other skill position they can draft uh, up higher. Can you, can you see them moving and trading with the number two pick to get even more picks or maybe a couple more players?
1: Um, I don't see the... Jets trading down. I think that Zach Wilson is their guy. I think he's, he's going to go to the Jets at two. I think that should really be their game plan. For the draft, that's really all they need to do. You know, later rounds, surround him with some weapons. Um, but most importantly, drop Zach Wilson number two. I don't think they're going to trade down. I don't think they should.
0: Yeah. Now that we're on the topic of this draft, right? we mentioned Kyle Pitts' name a lot. Where do you think he will go? Um, One place that i put in my mock draft that i was kind of 50 50 on was atlanta because they're at number four i think that's that's pretty high for a tight end. i think that would be the highest uh titans ever gone in the nfl draft uh where do you what team do you think needs him the most now like for like i'll, I'll say a, a team right now the carolina pa- the carolina panthers at eight look like they're ready to take him they got a quarterback already um that's kind of all they need to kind of give their offense even more of a boost where do you think how Pitts lands
1: um I think Kyle Pitts in Caroline would be a math, match made in heaven. Um, they have a good, really good young core. He is a physical specimen with speed at that position at his size that we've never seen before. Um, he ran an incredibly fast, 40-yard dash, and I think that he would make a really big impact on any team that he joins. The Panthers would probably be my ideal destination for him, and I think uh, he would be the ideal prospect for the Panthers. Um, but another underrated team would be the Eagles if he falls to them. Uh, I think they they really need an explosive, uh, full-tool receiver for Jalen Hurts, and he could really step in and play that role really well.
0: Yeah, and, and moving on, speaking of uh, Jalen Hurts, right, he's one of the players I said kind of really needs to prove it uh, next year. What other players do you think need to prove it next season to prove that they still do have a future in the NFL and that teams can give them money because they will put up numbers? What players do you see needing that type of season?
1: I'd say Juju Smith-Schuster. He got a one-year deal uh, with Pittsburgh, and he just needs to prove that he can live up to expectations as a wide receiver one. Um, His first season in the NFL was a boom. He played under Antonio Brown. And played really, really well. He was on my fantasy team, and he was an absolute stud. But the thing is, when Antonio Brown draws the attention of the top two corners on the opposing team, it's easy for a skilled receiver like him to beat the number three corner on any team. So, with the top attention, the attention of top corners with Antonio Brown gone, um, really put a lot of pressure on him, and I didn't see him. Uh, succeeding, he was he was very iffy the past couple seasons. Um, he really just made a fool of himself on TikTok. And after re-signing in Pittsburgh, he'll be playing under a new OC, Matt Canada. So he needs to prove that he's a capable wide receiver. One.
0: Yeah, yeah, Juju's up high on that list. Um, I put Daniel Jones for obvious reasons, right? He's got a great offense set up there. They will do. Uh, they will work on the offensive line uh, during the draft. But Daniel Jones, he has, I would say he's really good. He just needs to sense the pocket a bit better. He's got great deep ball accuracy, right? But he just makes these clumsy decisions all the time, which lead to turnovers and which is why people can't really take him seriously as much when people give him the nickname Danny Dimes, right? When you're throwing the ball up into no man's land, when you feel any sense of pressure. Another player too, I'd like to mention that I don't think is talked as much would be Kyler Murray. He needs to improve. I, he took a good stride next, uh, last year, but I think this upcoming season, right, he's got to do it even more. Um, you have A.J. Green, who, yeah, I would say is not in his prime, right? He He's still a good target, got great hands. You got D. Hop. I think Larry Fitz can retire, so Andy Isabella or Christian Kirk will have to step up. Um, but he needs to step up to really pr- prove that he's a winner because last year, Arizona flopped pretty badly. They started off the season really well had that great game against the Seahawks where they upset them and they really proved that, hey, we can compete in this division. And with the NFC West getting even more tighter and even more competitive, you have the 49ers trading up for a quarterback. I think Kyler Murray needs to prove that he is one of the top number one overall picks in the last 10 years because this team got a way better defense. It's a good... uh Good weapons on offense. I really like Chase Edmonds. I think he's way better than Kenyon Drake, especially after last season. Um who who else do you think is uh, needing to prove a bit more?
1: Um after last season, I'm gonna throw it back to another Steeler. I'd say Deontay Johnson. He's another Steeler wide receiver, and last year he was very, very drop prone. He had one of the highest drop totals all season last year, and um I think the Steelers are soon going to welcome a new quarterback. I think Ben's time is waning and he needs to prove that he can be capable and not be really drop prone. He's super fast. He's got solid hands. um, But for some reason, I just don't think he pays so much attention and he just makes clumsy mistakes and that really needs to be rectified. But other than that, I think if he's able to fix a drop problem and get his hands under control he can really be a wide receiver one in Pittsburgh
0: let me ask you this right since you're a Steelers fan how much is Big Ben holding back this team because a lot of Steelers fans have mixed emotions about this right Big Ben you know has played there for about I think 17 years now with counting this upcoming season right he's won two Super Bowls or one I I don't yeah, remember two Super Bowls. yeah two Super Bowls yeah I'm correct um do you think he's – how much is he holding this team back? Because this team's got a great defense, right, and they got an emerging offense. Their offensive line is kind of getting a bit older. Um, how much is he holding this team back?
1: Ben definitely was in the problem last season. Um, Randy Feigner, uh, thank God he's gone. His offensive scheme was miserable. Ben would get the ball out of his hands immediately, and he had the he had one of the fastest um, time to pass uh, ratings yeah, time, in the NFL. time to throw. Yeah, so he, he – none of that can be blamed on, blamed on him. Defenses knew what Pittsburgh was doing. It was a little bit surprising in the beginning of the season. That's why they got off to such a hot start. But coming around week 12, I think defenses really started to game plan, and especially during the Washington game, they knew what the Steelers were going to do the whole time. It's either a short slant, a short curl, um, a little – fancy reverse or whatever some sort of toss there was never any like intermediate passes or even when they would mix in a deep pass it would be completely ill-advised the offensive team was terrible the offensive line was awful there was no support from the running game as James Conner had a miserable season their defense had to do so much and still performed so well but Pittsburgh fell off so completely and severely towards the end of the season because their defense was completely gassed they The defense was on the field for so long, so frequently, every game, and the offense couldn't stay on the field long enough to give them a rest because the offense would go three and out, and the defense would have to come back on and go through a long, grueling drive just to get the ball back for Ben and the offense for Randy Feekner to screw it up with his terrible play calling. His uh, whole scheme, Feekner's whole scheme, was really predictable and got really old towards the end of the season, and for some reason nothing changed. So I'm glad that Matt Canada is the OC in Pittsburgh now, but um, I don't think any of that can be blamed on Ben.
0: You mentioned James Conner having a really bad season. Um, do you think the Steelers should draft a running back in the first round? Most notably, uh, Nashi Harris.
1: Um, I think Pittsburgh's main focus should be offensive line in the first round, but if – most of the good offensive linemen are gone and Najee Harris is available at 24 when the Steelers pick I think he would be definitely a very good addition um
0: yeah, yeah you make a good point uh with the offensive line like you said Ben had like the fastest time to throw in the NFL and, uh, and that offensive line is aging right they didn't resign Alejandro Villanueva who's a veteran been there for a while he's obviously uh, up at, up there in age um we're going to move on to a new topic right here. This is going to be our new segment called question of the week, right? We'll come up with a question and we'll kind of discuss it in depth for a while. So my question of the week is how does Chicago become a contender? They signed Andy Dalton to a one year, uh, $10 million deal, right? Andy Dalton is an elite quarterback. He didn't show it while Dak uh, Prescott was injured with the Cowboys. What does Chicago need to do and what trades do you think need to happen as soon as possible? For Chicago to capitalize on this little window where they have this great defense but their offense is just killing them and holding them back all the way.
1: It's really simple for the Bears. They need to swing a trade for Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson if that is at all possible. Um, But they just can't give up too much of their defense. Their defensive core is really great. Khalil Mack is amazing. Rokon Smith is good. Um, Eddie Jackson as well. But if they can give up all the picks that they can and get some sort of improvements done on the offensive line, then they would be my NFC North Division favorites. Um, Watson or Wilson plus a bolstered offensive line would be amazing compared with Chicago's defense. But they were very similar to Pittsburgh last season. Their defense was great, but it was so gassed after every game because the offense wouldn't be able to put together a decent enough drive to give the defense any rest. And they would just go three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. So the defense would have to do so much. And they still performed well, but it just wasn't well enough because the offense couldn't do anything. That's That was the case in Pittsburgh. That was the case in Chicago. So a trade for better quarterback and a bolstering of their offensive line would definitely be what's needed to make them contenders.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm, I'm going to mention this just out there. I was thinking about it uh, a couple days ago, too. If Green Bay wasn't their division rival, Chicago should probably trade for Jordan Love. He's a first-round pick from the Packers. Um, good college tape. Just to see how that would have gone, right? Because Mr. Trubisky wasn't the answer. Jordan Love probably isn't going to play with his time during the Packers, right? Aaron Rodgers had an MVP-type year last year, and I don't think that's going to stop. Um, if, do you think Jordan Love, if that was possible? Because I know Packers aren't going to trade that at all or think about it. But do you think that would help them out a bit, especially having this uh, – they're not good enough to make it into, like, you know, the top 15 and draft a quarterback. Do you think that would be a good move for them if they could get Jordan Love?
1: Honestly, I don't know very much about Jordan Love. Um, I haven't seen his tape. I didn't really scout him very much coming out of college. I remember hearing that I was definitely a stretch to take him in the first round um, when he was drafted. So I'm not so sure that he would really help – Chicago I think they need a more ready now type of quarterback to get them back into the playoffs and be able to succeed in the postseason and Love has absolutely zero NFL experience so he wouldn't really be a big help there
0: so yeah so we can agree right that they need a veteran quarterback in order to win Definitely. obviously the trade with Russell Wilson didn't work out right Uh, Deshaun Watson has uh, lots of lawsuits at the moment Um, we'll have to see how that whole situation shakes up because it looks like this could end maybe Deshaun Watson's NFL career right if all these allegations are true because they are very serious they're a very serious matter Um, what other quarterback do you think uh, would be available on the market for them to trade or should they pull a move like the Rams where they trade almost their entire future for a for a uh, polished quarterback like Matt Stafford,
1: um, I'm not really sure. I don't know if there are that many. I don't know if there are that many top ten, top fifteen quarterbacks who are now ready, bring good veteran presence, and could really help them in the playoffs that are available via trade, especially without giving up their defensive assets. I do think that they have the picks to probably get somebody like Drew Locke, but what is Drew Locke really going to do for them? He's a very questionable uh, quarterback. We don't know what his future is in Denver, but we also don't know what his future is in the NFL regardless. He makes lots of bad decisions. He throws lots of careless interceptions. Right? That's really not what Chicago needs if they want to get back into the playoffs and become contenders.
0: Something I was thinking about right now, too, was uh, either one of the Raiders quarterbacks, Marcus Mariota or Derek Carr, Uh, I would say Mariota I think he'd be more uh, easily you they'd have a much easier time acquiring Mariota Um, the game he came in when Derek Carr was injured against the Chargers I thought Mariota played really well had good ball placement um, was able to sense the pocket well and make uh, plays with his legs which is something we don't really see as much um, with Derek Carr do you think Mariota would have a bigger impact than Andy Dalton if they were to acquire him
1: this Um, year I'd say yes we haven't seen very much of Mariota since his time in Tennessee, but if he can channel that form and if he can get back to what he looked like he was going to be coming out of Oregon, I think he'd be a good veteran presence. He is a pretty big question mark, but honestly, if it's not too much for Chicago to give up, I think he'd be a good good asset for them. Um, Andy Dalton, I think Andy Dalton's days are, best days are easily behind him and oh yeah I don't think sure. he's I don't think they should have signed him anyway but Mariota would be a decent target if they could get him in the trade
0: also too the the person who was the pick ahead of him Jameis Winston I thought he really would have probably played a lot better sure yeah Jameis Winston had that 30 for 30 season right and I thought that was really funny because after that year he got eye surgery so it was like you so you were playing with like something in your eye or something said that it was funny he had a year uh with Drew Brees right as kind of like his mentor someone he was studying right he signed a deal to stay with New Orleans for another year I really thought Jameis really sh- was underrated coming in this year I kind of if uh Jameis Winston was a stock I'd be buying Jameis Winston stock because I think um he's going to win the starting job in Cara- in uh, New Orleans and I think he's really going to show how good he is do you think he would uh be a lot better in Chicago
1: um, I can't really tell. I think both of those quarterbacks, he and Marriott are very big question marks. They haven't shown very much since they've come out of college and what they have shown hasn't been very good. Um, Winston had that 30 for thirty season, like you said. But um it's really I'm I don't think he's going to do very well in New Orleans, regardless. Um, and they have a better offensive line than the Bears, so I don't think he'd do very well in Chicago. In New Orleans, I don't think that's the best move for the Saints, but um, it's either Winston or Tissom Hill, and I'd easily take Winston. But um, when thinking about it from the Bears' perspective, their front office could be enticed by somebody like Winston, but honestly, I don't think he's available. And even when he was, I don't think it would be the best choice for them.
0: Um, yeah, and we're going to talk uh, a bit about the Bears, man. They've, they've had really bad uh, really bad drafts. Last couple of years, right? We obviously have them trading up to Mitchell Trubisky when you had Deshaun Watson and Patty Mahomes on the board. Um, they drafted Leonard Floyd at seven. Um, who, who was the other quarterback as well? They could have got Dak Prescott, but that would have been maybe too high in later rounds as well. Um, Kevin White was a huge bust. Couldn't get onto the field. I really think that right now we're going to be seeing just all this failed potential in Chicago just really start pouring out there because the defensive side of the ball isn't getting any younger. Um, we'll see how much uh, left uh, left Khalil Mack has in the tank, right? He's been a great defender for like past decades since he's been in the NFL. And I'm really worried that Chicago is going to be stuck in a situation where they can't even properly rebuild because of how good their defense is and how much confidence they'll have in mediocre, quarter, mediocre quarterbacks to lead them to the promised land. Well, anyway, thank you for listening to episode two of Saga Gridiron with me and Edward. Remember guys to follow. We'll be having a lot more coverage in the NFL this upcoming season. Thank you for listening.